I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa, Texas. The topic of this morning is The Fool. Worship Service 283 on March 27, 2022. Before I get there, I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. You can go to the website, vchurch.us. Look for the tab bulletins and download according with the date, March 27, 2022. Now, if you are watching in the comfort of your home, simply grab your phone, point towards the QR code and let the phone download the bulletin of this teaching. I want to thank you so much to my dear, beautiful church members. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Love you so much, guys. Thank you for your support. We are happy to serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we are here one more Sunday, worshiping the name of Jesus. Happy to be in the house of the Lord. Some of you are watching online and some others are here in the church this morning. And we all together worship the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support. Thank you, Sebastian and Tracy, for your work. And now we are going to reflect about this particular topic. Probably it's not uh, a popular topic, but it's important. What is the fool? Who is the fool? <laughs> Especially in the work environment, you are thinking, right? Everywhere, everywhere. And we read from the easy to read version, we read the word of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. The first scripture that I'm bringing to you today comes from the book Psalms, and actually is the chapter 14. And there are two verses that I am presenting to you, which interestingly, I'm putting first verse number two, and then verse number one. Let's read it. The Lord looks down from heaven to see if there is anyone who is wise, anyone who looks to him for help. Only fools think there is no God. People like that are evil and do terrible things. They never do what is right. Who is the fool? To begin with, according with Psalms 14, verse 1, and there are other scriptures, the fool is the one that doesn't believe that there is one God has wrong ideas about his existence, the creation, the universe, life, and of course, future. It's a fool. But I wanted to talk to you for a moment about this particular verse, verse number two, that to me is absolutely outstanding and describes God's character and God's heart. It says that the Lord looks down from heaven to see if there is Anyone who is wise. <laughs> is there anyone wise? The Lord is looking down from heaven to earth. Is there anyone wise? And now the definition comes. Anyone who looks to him for help. And that makes total sense. The Lord God, the creator of heaven and earth. The Lord God, the master of the universe. The Lord God Almighty, the Lord God powerful, gracious, wealthy, the healer, the provider, the one that can change your life, he is willing, he is interested, and he is longing to help people, his creation. Wise is the person that says, I need help from God. Notice that. I need help from God. I am going to search God. I am going to ask God for help. The Lord is looking for that particular wise person. Is that you, my friend? Are you the wise one today saying, I want God's help? However, here we go with several Verses talking about the fool, and one of the first things that we find out is the fool thinks that there is no God. And what is what they do? Terrible and evil things. Psalms 107, 17 says that some people become 
became fools and turned against God. And they suffered for the evil they did. Of course, every person that you know that doesn't believe that there is one God, creator of heaven and earth, or they say that, they turn against God, actually. And as a result of that, they are going to suffer. Proverbs 1.7 says, Knowledge begins with fear and respect for the Lord. Right? The wise wants to learn, wants to acquire knowledge, wants to be more wise, wiser, wants to be strong and intelligent. Well, all that knowledge begins with the fear and respect of the Lord. But the stubborn fools hate wisdom and refuse to learn. One characteristic of the fool, stubborn. And what else? Hates wisdom. Of course, anything related with God. No. And refuse to learn. I don't want you to tell me anything. I, I, I know it all. <laughs> Proverbs 1.22. Fools. How long will you love being ignorant? How long will you make fun of wisdom? How long will you hate knowledge? Direct questions. Direct question. How long? How long? While in Proverbs 10.8, we say, the wise accept instruction, but fools argue and bring trouble on themselves. You see the big difference, right? The wise is always willing. Well, tell me, instruct me, direct me, give me the guidelines, and I'll follow those instructions. But fools, no. They are always arguing. They know it better. And as a result, they just bring trouble to themselves. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools always think their own way is best. <laughs> right? But wise people listen to what others tell them. The wise person is always more open to consider alternatives. What, what were you saying about that? I want to know about this. Share with me what you know. I would like to know. Oh, no. Fools, they always think that they have everything figured out. Right? Proverbs 15, 5. Fools refuse to listen to their father's advice. Totally. No. And father representing here any person in authority over the, per, of the, over the life of the fool. It could be an uncle, a grandpa, a neighbor, a, an older brother. Anyone, the boss, supervisor, the coach in the school, anybody. Fools refuse to listen to their father's advice, but those who accept discipline are smart. Discipline meaning learning to have habits and also correction. Those are the wise ones. Proverbs 15.2, fools haste to be told they are wrong. So they refuse to ask wise people for advice. Mm -mm. They will never come to ask for advice. The fool, they have a solution. They have it figured out. They refuse to go and ask. And sometimes the family says, uh, family members say to them, what if you go and ask such and such? He knows about that. She knows that. They know. Now, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. I will research that online. There is a video, obviously, somewhere that will teach me how to do that. No, I'm not going to ask. Proverbs 18, number two. Fools don't want to learn from others. They only want to tell their own ideas. I don't need to go to school. I don't need to go to this training process. I, I already know. In fact, I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> Proverbs 10.23, fools enjoy, enjoy doing wrong, but the wise enjoy wisdom. The fool is just having so much fun doing what is wrong and the stupid things and wasting time, wasting money, destroying things. But the wise is not like that. The wise person, you know what is what enjoys? Wisdom, learning. I want to learn this. I want to know about this. And I want to practice this, and I want to master this. Big difference, right? Proverbs 12, 16. 
Fools are easily upset, but wise people avoid insulting others. Because the fool always retaliates. They have no filter system. They don't have any prudence. They don't, they don't want to stop to analyze what's going on. Why they are telling, some people are telling them to don't do this or stop doing that. No, they quickly get upset, quickly. And they escalate the problem. Wise people avoid insulting others. The wise can take the situation and if it's not worth it to discuss it, just forgets about it. But in all cases, it's not going to insult people like the fool does. <laughs> Proverbs 18.6. Fools say things to start arguments. They are just asking for a beating. Everywhere they go, trouble. It doesn't matter what is the context. Always trouble. Troublemakers. <laughs> Proverbs 15, 14. <laughs> Intelligent people want more knowledge, but fools only want more nonsense. <laughs> right? Absolutely. The intelligent person says, well, now that I know this, I want to learn about this. And now that I got this information and this knowledge, I want more. I want to grow in my intelligence, in my wisdom, in my knowledge. Fools, no, they just want more nonsense. Another stupid thing and another stupid thing. And just going to here to another idiot somewhere. Proverbs 18.13. Listen to this, this is very important. Let people finish speaking before you try to answer them. That way you will not embarrass yourself and look foolish. It is a wise thing always to wait until the other person that is talking to you finishes saying what he's trying to say. Because if you don't wait to listen the whole thing, you will not look Good, you will look foolish. Wait, but no. The fools, they just immediately go and start talking without even processing because the other person that is talking is not even finished in his point, in his statement. Proverbs 21, wine and beer make people lose control. They get loud and stumble around and that is foolish. Foolish action to get drunk and going from one thing to the next thing. And you know, in these days, it's not just alcohol, it's drugs. It's one thing to the other. They, they lose control and they get loud and stumble around. It's foolish. Now, listen to this. Proverbs 14, 11 says, A wise woman makes her home what it should be. But the home of a foolish woman is destroyed by her own actions. The wise woman takes care of what's going on in, his, in her home, makes sure about the husband, about parents, about children, about pets, about stuff. It's a wise woman. Even if it's a housewife, nothing wrong with that. That is a wise woman paying attention to the situations. No, but... You know, the foolish woman destroys everything. That's why go from one to the next, to the next, to the next, and any number of relationships, and all, always, it's not her fault, huh? No, not right. Listen to this one. Proverbs 12, 11. Farmers who work their land, their land, have plenty of food. But those who waste their time on worthless projects are foolish. Because the fool is not really paying attention to what belongs to him, acquiring things for himself, for the future, working in a company that will represent a good retirement for himself, or investing in, a, in something that will represent a, a retirement eventually one day, or selling this business, or any profit. No, no. Foolish people, they just go wrong. 
They just waste their time and all kind of worthless projects. Proverbs 6.32. Listen to this. A man who commits adultery is a fool. He brings about his own destruction. Absolutely true. Adultery, sin, consequences, destruction. It's foolish. Absolutely foolish. Proverbs 9.13. Foolish is that other woman who is loud, stupid, and knows nothing. Instead of acquiring wisdom, some people like to acquire stupidity, and they like to act foolish. Foolishness is that other woman, loud, stupid, and knows nothing. That's a problem. I want to continue with this topic, but before that, I want to take the advantage to invite you to our worship service 284 next Sunday here in Victory Church, April the 3rd. The topic is a vision from God. Don't miss it. You're going to enjoy it. Okay. Speaking about the fool, and I love to study the scripture because the scripture tells us tremendous examples. And here are the biblical examples about the fool. Well, the first one that I want to show you today is Jacob. The story is narrated in Genesis 31, and it says, Jacob tricked Laban the Aramean. He did not tell Laban he was leaving. So this is his father-in-law. He is leaving, but he doesn't want to tell them. Laban was something else. But Jacob thought, I'm going to trick him. That was the way that he used to do things, you know, with his brother, with his father. Jacob was something else. Genesis 31, 26. 26. Eventually, Laban found Jacob, right? When he found him, Laban said to Jacob, why did you trick me? <laughs> why did you take my daughters? like they were uh, women you captured during war. Imagine that. You didn't even, even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. You were very foolish to do this. Right? Verse 29. I have the power to really hurt you. But last night, the God of your father came to me in a dream. He warned me not to hurt you in any way. Oh, boy. Saved by the bell. Who is the lucky one, somebody will say. You know, the blessing of God was upon Jacob. The Lord had plans for Jacob. But honestly, only the Lord could save him. Because sometimes it happens that people that are blessed and they have a special assignment in life. They think that they can get away with whatever they want. The good Lord is going to save those like he saved Jacob. Honestly, how many of us being blessed, sometimes we try to play tricks. We, you know, we try to, to get away with certain things. It's not, it's not going to happen that way. But the Lord in his mercy will stop those. And the Lord in his mercy will not let others to hurt us when even they have the power. Interesting, huh? Next example in Numbers 12, 11. Listen to Aaron saying to Moses, Please, sir, forgive us for the foolish sin that we did. Here in this context, you are talking about someone, Aaron, who was reporting to Moses. In other words, it's like the guy working for his supervisor, making a mess and coming to the boss, to the supervisor, asking for forgiveness. You know, a good leader must be able to forgive people under his authority and vice versa. Sometimes a good leader can make a mistake and a good leader should come and apologize and say, guys, I'm sorry, you know, what I did was wrong. People should be also willing and able to forgive a good leader who repents. The key is there is a desire to reconnect. You see that? Please, sir, forgive us. There is humility. There is acknowledgement. We sinned. We did the wrong thing. That's interesting how that happened, even in cases where it's foolish to do it, you know. Next example, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, 
verse 20. This is a very, very interesting passage. Because here in this context is David, the king. He was celebrating something in particular that was happening with the ark, the holy place of God, and he was happy worshiping God and singing and dancing. But, you know, he was wearing this particular, I don't know, clothes, what kind. They were no pants. They were some sort of, uh, like a rope or something like that. And when he was happy dancing to the Lord, well, the, the rope was going up and down, and this is what happened. David went back to bless his house, but Saul's daughter, Michal, came out to him, and she said, The king of Israel did not honor himself today. You took off your clothes in front of your servants, girl. You were like a fool who takes off his clothes without shame. So this woman was very aggravated because the husband was dancing for the Lord, celebrating, worshiping, but without paying attention that the girls and everybody else were looking at him, showing part of his body. We don't know exactly what is what they were able to see, but there was a very strange situation. You know, sometimes we can be doing the right thing, but by not paying attention, that thing might look not good. It is important that when you are doing something, it should look good. It's not just, it's not enough to do the right thing. It needs to look good. It's all about paying attention to what you are doing. Now, the Lord Jesus, on the other hand, he told us something, something that has to do with uh, individuals. Okay, individuals, let me read it. I think it's better. He was talking a parable about this guy who asked for his inheritance. And the guy, they were two brothers, and the, the younger one, he took the inheritance. And, and let's read what happened here. A few days later, the younger son gathered up his inheritance and left. He traveled far away to another country. And there he wasted his money living like a fool. How often do you see that? A person that has very little money behaving. Well, because he doesn't have much money. But as soon as this person starts to get the money, starts to waste the money, begins to live like a fool. A fool doesn't think of the future. A fool doesn't pay attention to the spending. Just see this amount and says, I got to finish this. <laughs> I got to finish this. It's what you see constantly in people that they just receive their pay, whether it's bi-weekly or monthly or whenever. They did a job, they finished a contract, and they have that money. But it's like uh, that money itches. You know, I, I got to get rid of this money. What is the problem with that? Foolishness. Foolishness. The Lord Jesus told us this story. He lived, this young guy, with the money lived like a fool. And he wasted it all. Eventually he came back. He did. Now, this is another scenario in Luke also. Chapter 12, verse 20. The Lord Jesus is talking about a guy who is thinking of expanding his operations and businesses and all that. And he's so happy with himself. And he's thinking, well, this is wonderful. I'm going to have more and more and more. And all that he cared for was to acquiring more stuff, more money. Now listen to this. Jesus continued telling the parable. God said to that man, foolish man, tonight you will die. So what about the things you prepared for yourself? Who will get those things now? What a trick, my friend. We see in some places, in some areas, where people are blessed by the good Lord. There is a good income. There is a good business. It's a good job. 
And uh, yes, certainly they are applying good principles and they save money and they, they are enjoying what they are doing, but they are not thinking of anything else but the material stuff. And sometimes people are acting so foolish, like this guy. Foolish men, the Lord God told him. Foolish. You will die. What's the point of acquiring all that? Who is going to get all that? And, and that is the interesting part when you think about it. How many people that are acquiring and acquiring and acquiring and accumulating money some of them don't even know what is going to happen when they die because they are, they are not thinking that they will die ever. <laughs> Others, they don't have anybody to, to give those things away. A good inheritance, a good gift, a good donation to an organization. No. Nope. And sometimes that money goes to those that he hated it in the first place. <laughs> oh, boy. That is sad. But you know what? It's part of being a fool. Romans chapter 1, 21 has another very interesting passage, passage that I want to share with you today. It says, people knew God, but they did not honor him as God. And they did not thank him. Their ideas were all useless. There was not one good thought left in their foolish minds. And all that is because they refuse to honor God. You know what is interesting? When you read the chapter number one of Romans, you will find out that that precisely is the beginning of homosexualism, bestialism, and any number of atrocities. atrocities. Because the Lord God himself is going to abandon them to this mentality of do whatever you want. That is what people want to make us believe today, that everyone can do whatever they want to do. It's a constitutional right, they say. It's basic human right. Let me do whatever I want with my own self. But the truth is there is a degeneration, depravity, atrocities as a result of refusing honoring God. Of course, this is when people are taking this to the extent. You are thinking, well, praise God, I, I, don't, I don't go that far. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> but the question is, do you honor God? Do you thank God? Yes, I do. Recently, I had a conversation with one of my dear friends about precisely giving thanks to the Lord in the church. And I loved the answer my friend gave me. My friend said, I do give thanks to God every day and constantly for everything, every good, good, every good and great thing that happens to me. But I want to go to church to bring a testimony of what the Lord is doing in my life. And I thought that that was actually the most beautiful thing that I have heard in a long time, why we should come to worship God in person to a church. I love that answer. That answer really made a revolution in my soul because I thought, I thought to myself, do I go to church to give a testimony of his greatness? Do I go to the church to worship God and give him thanks? Interesting. But that is precisely what Romans 1 says. When people refuse to honor God, people refuse to thank him. And all their ideas become useless. And then there is no one thought left there, that is good. How sad is that? Sad. You know, Proverbs 13, 20 says that, be friend with those who are wise, and you will become wise. 
choose fools to be your friends, and you will have trouble. You know, I remember my mama telling me when I was little, if you are with the wolves, you are going to be wooing eventually. <laughs> you will be like exactly those guys that you are hanging out are. Do you want to end up like those? Or do you want to have a good end of your life? You want to have a good life, son? Choose your friends. Be wise. Do you know you are speaking like those people? My mama said one day when I was a kid, you don't need to use that kind of language. I thought, she's right. Because mamas most of the time are right. <laughs> you know, in these days, there is so much being said about prophecy, about uh, eschatology, the end of times. Let's read this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Don't let yourselves be easily worried if you hear that the day of the Lord has already come. Some, someone might say different things. Don't be fooled by anything they might say about the day of the Lord. The end of times, right? People wonder about the end of times. And I will tell you something very simple about the end of times. The end of times is two things. The first thing that end of times is, is when the humanity will have the end of times. Then is when will be the day of the Lord. If that is going to be in the future, one day is going to happen. It's going to be the end of times. It's going to be the day of the Lord. That is one approach to the end of times. And people want to know about that. They want to have a flow chart, a chronogram. They want to have the steps that will lead them. Okay, we are here. We are only 40% done. Etc. right? There is a checklist. Check, 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 check. So still things are pending, etc. Everyone is entitled. You want to do researches about the end of times? Go ahead. You want to listen to preachers talking about the end of times? Go ahead. Buy the books. Go to the conferences and have all the information you want about it. End of times as a such is one thing the end of times for humanity. Myself, I like to talk more about the end of times and the second aspect, which is your end of time. Because you are going to have an end of your time. One way your time will come. One day will be the day of the Lord for you. Your day of the Lord. That has nothing to do with the other end of times, humankind. And being a little bit uh, <laughs> funny, if you like, I think that you should be more concerned about your end of times, personal end of times, than the humanity end of times, because more likely your end of time is going to be closer than the humankind end of times, my friend. Unless you are watching me in the future, who knows in which year. Which in that case, obviously, my end of time already came. <laughs> because myself also is going to have my own, my own end of time, my own day of the Lord. And I'd like to talk more about that, the personal end of your time, because it's something that you can change. With the humankind and everything that is going to happen in the future, from God's perspective and all the plans that he has, I can make a contribution and I feel that I am with my church, we church members, we Christians, the kingdom of God on earth, we are moving forward towards the end of times. Of course. But every person has more opportunities to change his personal end of times that the human kind end of times. So what if we try to focus on that first? Like the Lord Jesus said, stop trying to see the 
mistaken the other people. Don't you see that you have a big problem with your own eye that doesn't let you see with clarity what's going on? It's better always to think about, well, how is my life? So how is your life in the eyes of God? Do you live a holy life? Or you are living a foolish life? Are you a wise person? Or are you a fool? Are you the kind of person that is really aiming towards heaven and sanctification, holiness? Or you just don't care for holiness, heaven, sanctification, all that you care is for money and the stuff in this world, or perhaps not even any of those things. Who knows? And probably your destiny could be hell. You see, for that reason, it's better to think about our own end of times. And I encourage everybody. I encourage you today. If there is anything wrong in your life, get it fixed. Get, it, get your life right with the Lord. But that doesn't change the fact that the people selling books, selling congresses and conferences and videos about eschatology and the end of times will stop talking. No. They call them prophecy. They call them whatever, all kind of stuff. But the question pretty much is the same. When? When is going to be? So that's why I love to read the scripture because the scripture actually tells us the reality of things. The Lord Jesus himself in Matthew 24 verse 36 says, No one knows when that day or time will be. The Son, meaning himself, and the angels in heaven don't know when it will be. Only the Father knows. And what is the meaning that only the Father knows? Is that the only one that knows is the Father. Meaning that no one else will know. It doesn't matter how much you study. It doesn't matter if you are so holy. It doesn't matter degrees or what generation of Christians you are in your family or they are or how many views this guy has on his channel, followers, books being sold, etc. The only one who knows is the Father. And we know that there are more frustrated people, hurt, because there was someone who has the audacity to say, the end of times is coming such and such date. Why ignore this particular scripture? Although there are references and prophecies and indications of certain things that even the Lord Jesus mentioned, but why ignoring this one that it says no one knows when that day or time will be? That's foolish. And having the audacity to, to put names and put things together you know, if, if you could hear the teachings, they call them teachings, which basically is their view. It's not a necessarily a teaching, a biblical teaching. But whatever they are saying that someone saw such and such person in such and such country, in such and such era, represents this character in the whole eschatology. Wow. That is something else, my friend. Something to think about it. But again, you can continue thinking about the end of times for the humankind or the end of times for your life. I think that's better. Therefore, we need to reflect on our own lives. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 6 says, Is this the way you repay the Lord for all he has done for you? You foolish people. What is what Moses is talking about here and God is talking about here? It's about lifestyle. Is this the way you repay the Lord for all he has done for you? So let me bring it to you in a very personal note. Do you live the life 
that God wants you to live, my friend? Do you do what the Lord is telling you to do? Or you do whatever you want to do? Do you worship God the way that he wants you to worship him? Or you worship God the way that you want to do it? That's why the question is very simple. It's confrontational. It says, is this the way you repay the Lord for all he has done for you? And then the answer comes in the same verse. You foolish people. And says, concludes with this powerful statement, he is your father and your creator. He made you and he supports you. And any point is saying, go to hell. We don't want you here. You are excommunicated. You are out. Red card. <laughs> he is your father and your creator. He made you and he supports you. You know that the mercies of God are new every morning. You know that? The mercies of God are new every single morning. Whatever is what you do in the night, in the afternoon, when the sun comes up, the mercy of the Lord arises one more time. It's new every morning. That mercy comes to you. And that mercy is telling you, you have a Father in heaven. You have a Creator who made you, who supports you. Now, let me ask you this. Do you know that your heart has a door? You probably know that. And that door can only be opened from inside. There is no handle in the outside. Because nobody can say, I want to get in. You know, for those who blame Satan for what they do wrong, and they say, the devil, the devil got me there. You know, that, that's such a childish answer. Because nobody, no demons, no Satan, nobody can come inside of you unless you open that door. But that applies also to the Lord God Almighty. He made you, but He respects you so much. He has so much respect for you. He's not going to impose you. I'm your Father and Creator. Open! <laughs> no. No. He loves you so much, but He respects you so much. So it is up to you to say, okay, if you remember for a second, all the scriptures that we read about the fool, you know, and each one of them, you will find one characteristic of the fool. The fool is not willing to give in. The fool is not willing to surrender. The fool is not willing to acknowledge that was wrong. The fool doesn't want to say, I'm sorry. The fool doesn't want to acknowledge there is authority. Don't be a fool, my friend. Be wise. The psalm that we read at the beginning, it says, here is the Lord looking down from heaven to see if there is any wise person there, anyone who wants his help. Do you need God's help? Of course you do. Of course you need God's help. Surrender then. Surrender. That hard heart that you have there, it has to disappear. That is why the Holy Spirit is talking to you, slowly moving you to understand. You know, the Holy Spirit touching your heart upon you, telling you, change. 
accept you are wrong. Accept, admit it, admit it. You need God. You need the power of God in your life because He will transform you, my friend. He will restore you and bring you a new, total, brand new life. It doesn't happen like this, but begins like this, because the only condition is that you believe. It's a gift. So imagine I have here in my hands a gift, the gift of eternal life, the gift of the forgiveness of your sins, to be right with God. So, and I have it here in my hands and I want to give it to you. Do you want it? Do you want to receive the forgiveness of your sins? Do you want to receive the blessing of God? You want to be all right with the Lord? Do you want to receive the acceptance from God once and for all? That you be connected with Him forever and ever? Open your heart. Here we go. Open your heart and receive it. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Receive the power of God in your life that changes you. And you know what the Lord is doing in your life now? He is restoring you and He is also healing you because one of the things that He loves to do when He is restoring people is healing people. And that healing is not just in your mind, is not just in your soul, that healing includes also your body. So I pray today for healing in your body. I pray that you will receive today the restoration you need in your body. For every person in need, I want you to, where you are, if you, my friend, are in need of a miracle of healing, lift up both of your hands. Close your eyes. And let the good Lord God Almighty touch you, heal you. Healing. The Lord is showing me someone with huge problems with his lungs, respiratory problems. Breathe in and out, my friend, and receive the healing you need. You even have been afraid that it's cancer, but it's not. You have been really struggling with your respiratory system, but the Lord is healing you today. Receive that healing. The Lord is showing me someone with arthritis, severe pain for arthritis, and the Lord says, receive your healing today. Receive your healing today in the name of Jesus. Someone else have been in a huge pain with joints, you know, in your joints. You have been struggling. The Lord says, I'm healing you today. Receive your healing. There is someone who totally lost the ability to detect flavors and smells. The Lord is healing you today, my friend. Receive your healing. You will be able to taste again and get the smells. Your nose somehow is being uh, trapped in something, but today the Lord says you are healed in the name of Jesus. Receive the healing. It doesn't matter if I mention your illness or not. The Lord is able to heal you. Lift up your hands and just say, thank you, God, for healing me. And share with me those testimonies. The email is on the screen, gmail.info at vchurch.us is the email address. Share with me that testimony. I would love to hear from you. Share the greatness of God in your life, my friend. And what is the greatest of all the miracles we can receive? The salvation of our souls is by faith. That's why we say, and you can say it with me, thank you, Lord God, for my forgiveness. 
Thank you, Lord God, for your forgiveness in my life. Thank you for saving me from disaster. Thank you for taking me to heaven. I receive today my forgiveness, your forgiveness, in my heart. By the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, your Son. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. You are my brother and my sister in the kingdom of God. It was beautiful to have you here today. Remember, this message was the full. From Odessa, Texas, I'm Gian. And in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name of Victory Church, in, in the name of my family and my team, I say to you, thank you for watching and connecting. Don't forget to be here with us the next time. Thank you so much. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit install. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo Vicitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. Hey, 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 hey. That's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.